0: So we are going live and um, let's check if we are already on live, ladies and gentlemen, if you are already with me right now, yes, we are on YouTube and please go to uh, tinyurl.com slash um, talkaboutlife or youtube.com slash slash talk about life and you've got there i'm not quite sure if you can see this <laughs> that's a huge reflection and um we are also live on facebook yes we are and um, ladies and gentlemen you can always go to facebook group the platinum platform the platinum Pla- platform by gdm metropolis productions um, of Singapore. All right. Without further ado, I'd like to um, thank um, the viewers um, either your uh, with us live, on uh, at replay, or on a podcast on radio. Um, I would like to thank you so much. Today is the 12th of May 2022 and it is 9.12pm right here in Singapore and we are broadcasting live to you from Singapore and also from California. I'd like to welcome Colette, she's my co-host of the today. And we will have a very serious topic, uh, but we will talk about the topic a little bit later on. Let's welcome her onto the platform, and this is the third time she's with us. Last year she was with us, um, uh, particularly as a special guest for the International Summit for Humanity. How are you, Colette, since we last met in November the 27th, 2021?
1: Oh, i'm doing really really well thank you so much for having me back i'm really excited about the show today and this topic i think it's a really really interesting topic a lot of people are following this trial and things like that so i'm really excited yeah. to talk about it and i'm really i've uh, been doing really well still in california san diego it's beautiful here so, wow yeah. Tell us about what's happening over there update us <laughs> you're the co-host today colette oh okay yeah so i mean i live in san diego it's really peaceful it's a beach a beach city yeah. so very laid-back lifestyle people are often wow. found in like flip-flops and shorts yeah, they'll wear like lot sl- like slacks with a button down and, and flip-flops wow wow <laughs> so and it's exactly. That's the sunshine day, right? Yes. Um,
0: yes. And Colette, would you like to update us since the last time we met you? Um, you've got some projects um, there, right, um, that you're developing. Would you like to share with the viewers?
1: Sure. And I'll talk a little bit about um, about my work as we talk about the trial too, because I think okay. it just links in so beautifully um looking at Johnny's background and childhood and looking at Amber's background and childhood and the reasons why they had such a tumultuous relationship and why there was so much abuse happening um it's very very clear for me for me from working with so many people um how this happened because there's some wounds and things that they didn't heal before going into a relationship that they were able to attract each other and so um that's a big part of what I help people with is looking at the past wounding, looking at the beliefs and the stories and uh, the fears, all of these underlying uh, subconscious programs that we, we pick up as children because we wanna be loved and accepted by our parents and um, or our primary caregivers. And we don't even realize that that's what's running us. We don't even realize that we even have these programs. And so then we end up in these relationships wondering why we're there, wondering why we're staying. And it um, goes like
0: a vicious cycle, right? You kind not come out of yeah. it.
1: Yeah, and then you get addicted to these relationships. It's just like any other drug. And so these are all things that um, the Inner Coaching Academy helps yeah. with. And so we have a group program called The Core Encounter. Um, where Would three-
0: you like to repeat clearly and slow down a bit uh, regarding your academy and the coaching program
1: and yeah. where people
0: can find it?
1: Yeah, so the Inner Coaching Academy is our group coach, or where you can find most of our work. And so we have something called the Core Encounter, which is our group coaching program. And there's three parts. So there's core connection, which is where you dive deep into these things, the wounds and the fears and the beliefs mm-hmm. and the stories and the conflicts, all of these things that, um, we don't know are there that end up causing the addictions, that end up wow. causing relationships, that end up causing these cycles of poor health and yeah, and also
0: normalizing them and thinking that they are expected of any relationship, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because they're not. It's just our no. child programming. This is your view of the
0: world. Yes, is your it, it, you have been programmed by past visions, visuals experiences what you say see around you your parents that you think that that is the kind of normal life um colette, that's a great um opening um you can go to the inner coaching academy by colette at facebook um is, is there where they can find you at your facebook
1: yeah it's just colette gallagher my name's on the screen colette laurie gallagher um and okay. then also the and
0: course. then that's where they can find your yeah yeah okay that's where they can find you so um Colette and ladies and gentlemen we are already on live uh, um, on Facebook the platinum platform Um, we're there now Um, and and today's topic um, Colette you know and I've known you for for over a year because you came in in end of January 2021 where we had a very in-depth kind of interview with you, where you um, revealed um, and shared with us um, some of these uh, historical um, experiences that has kind of left a mark uh, in you. And today's topic is um, violence against women. And when you say violence, not not only it encompasses physical violence, it could be emotional, psychological, um, different ways, right? um spiritual too right people taking over your cults isn't it so we're talking about um violence against women physical or mental and also talking about um why women uh are are not believed okay so um and i'd like to um uh share the um background of this uh, topic that we have um, I remember the YouTube the YouTube uh, movement started in 2018. Um, it came out with quite a few people and I think I remember very clearly, Rose McGowan is one of you, it came out very strongly. Uh, in Hollywood and then a lot of people coming out they say it doesn't only exist in Hollywood it exists in many industries it exists across women of different color different faith uh, even different age Uh, and of course um, uh, not only women but uh, teens um, and also during um, uh, 2021 um, this Amongst the young female gymnasts, the American young female gymnasts from the Olympics. And they actually uh, testified in Congress um, about their doctor, uh, appointed doctor by the Olympic Committee, the American Olympic Committee, because they needed, they are are in the gym, right? They need to do a lot of high risk actions. So they always have a doctor to assess them to see if they are okay before or after, etc. So many of these girls, they uh, it was revealed that they were sexually abused by the doctor and some of them not knowing um, that it was an abuse at that time because they were so young. Some could be just like preteens, 7 to 13. And they were a few of them were even groomed by the sexual. uh, The doctor who says that, oh, I'm in love with you. I'll wait for you when you grow up, when you come back, you know. So a lot of such lies were actually um, kind of, you know, they they, they have this manipulated uh, uh, vision that, you know, they are in a relationship. But the doctor was saying this over to many of the young girls. So that kind of like blew, um, I should say blew the cover about, you know, young girls too not only women in Hollywood and I'd like to throw this to you um, uh, Collette as a co-host because we're going uh, into a very deep and uh, just be as candid um, as you like um, about your situation about your understanding about uh, what happens to a woman uh, you know during that you know, the victimization process and then after the guilt process and also like what you say, um, you know, a lot of things are revealed in the Johnny Depp and Amber uh, trial. Um, the first question um, for you, um, uh, Colette, would you like to share your story first um, as an introduction before we go into more, uh, more serious questions?
1: Sure. Yeah, you brought up so many little talking points uh, that I think are really important. But as far as my story goes, so um, my mom was married four times and her first hu- her first husband was my dad. <clears throat> and then I, my first stepfather was um, a cocaine dealer. And so there was a lot of drugs going on in the house. Mm. Um, <clears throat> my mom was an addict. And so there was just a lot happening. And I'm like four years old, I'm just like a little kid. And my mom, you know, she's a working mom. And I was left alone a lot with Mm -hmm. my stepfather and his family who was also abusive. And so I was, you know, I was so young that, you know, I I felt uncomfortable and it felt weird, but he would ask me to do things. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, he's big and he's scary. and so I'm just going to do what he asks me to do and so I did and so and then um, his I I was left with some family members too who would also violate me sexually and I just remember being so uncomfortable but not really knowing what was happening and then they would tell me not to say anything or you know he's like don't tell your mom um you know and I was scared of him because he was, he was physically violent with her. And so, wow. yeah, I just remember not wanting to tell anyone because it, it was confusing. I remember being very confused because mm. he was asking me to like touch him and he was touching me and doing different mm. things. And yeah, I just remember being very uncomfortable with the whole situation and then not telling anyone. And then not even knowing if it was even a big deal because mm. little kids I don't even realize, like, okay, this is weird. I've never had anyone else ask me to do this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just very confusing. And so, I remember, yeah. as you know, growing up when we finally had like sex education in school, um, and learning about things, I was like, oh, okay, you know, this wasn't okay. And so I yeah. finally told my mom. How, how long and- did that
0: abuse? um situation um last how long a period will last
1: i don't really remember i would say six months to a year yeah.
0: but yeah. that was i mean even that one encounter even with one encounter someone encroaching into your sacred space that god has forgiven as a child you just kind of knew from your gut feeling that hey this is uncomfortable it's not something um, I, I I kind of like or can accept, but yet you can't put a word on it because you were so young. And then on top of that, you were kind of warned and threatened, right? So um, tell me psychologically what kind of effect it had on your mind even though they are, you're going to school you're talking to your friends, you're eating normal um, you're still interacting you know there's one side of you is still normal right but there's another side of you um, like a lot of us when we go through certain things we just kind of get crushed inside and we don't know how to verbalize that and of course we didn't know it because you were you were like um four four years old at that time
1: Yeah, and then on top of it, I ended up getting um, taken by well, I was taken by child protective services as well, and so there was a lot happening where it was like, like I can't, I can't talk, right? So I was, I was a very chatty child. I love talking to people. I, I mean, I talked to truckers at truck stops. I talked to everyone, but I always felt so isolated, and I always felt. Like I had to be so careful about what I said because I didn't want to hear from my mother.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, because I I felt like I had to protect my mother from this abuse. Um, Somehow I thought my little you know my little four year old self or as I got older as a child I felt like it was my responsibility to protect my mom, and so I wanted to stay with her, um, and so I didn't want to tell anyone what was happening at home. Um, because my other stepfathers were also physically abusive as well. So growing up, there was a lot of violence in my house, and I didn't want to tell anyone. And so it was like I didn't want to make friends. I didn't want to have friends over to my house. I didn't want anyone to to see my mom and see how mean she was because my mom was very emotionally abusive towards me, like always yelling at me, calling me names, and it would come out of nowhere. And so I didn't want people to know um it was very embarrassing as a child for her to yeah. just start screaming at me in public yeah. and so yeah. there was a lot of hiding on just too party. much
0: yeah it's just too much for you to handle because life yeah. is just throwing you throwing you everywhere yeah and you were so young then and and you kind of feel um like i don't know i'm not even sure if there's any word to describe like helpless so when um, would you like to share with us, and then we talk a bit about, um, you know, the trial of um, Johnny Depp and her? Not because you want to talk about the trial, but some of these things that probably bring back your memories and some of, and what are these issues? Um, would you to talk about um, uh, emotionally, did you feel bitter? Did you feel angry? Did you feel besides confused? Did you feel like? you're not worthy what did it do to you as a being
1: yeah for me it was more loneliness i mean i was angry of course like i wasn't i was more angry at my at my mom for leaving me alone with these people because i remember telling like asking her like i don't want to go like i don't want to be here with this person like they'll leave me here and she's like it's okay you're fine like i gotta go you know because she had she was working she had things to do so she had to leave me there and so um i was really mad at her for choosing these husbands for leaving me like for putting me in these situations uh, so there's a lot of anger and just a lot of um, loneliness because i felt like i couldn't talk about it i couldn't tell people i had to pretend that everything was okay that yeah, exactly. everything was
0: perfect exactly and and um i would like to bring you fast forward to the time whereby you, you are older you kind of uh i'm not sure if you should use the word confronted her where, where there was a time that you you did tell me that you revealed to her and she didn't she didn't believe you at all
1: yeah when i was like at around 10 or 11 i did bring it up to her i kind of mentioned it just to see what she would say and see you know oh. reaction and she yeah. um, did not believe me because she said well why didn't you tell me earlier why did you wait till now
0: um that was her. you made up for attention yeah oh wow so how did you feel were you further crushed Were you further angry and that kind of did it break the relationship between you and your family
1: no um i i didn't know what i was expecting from her. Um, I was a little, like, hurt. I mean, I was very very hurt, of course, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I expected her to say, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe that happened or something. But mm-hmm. instead, she got very angry. And, and she told me later it was because of the guilt. You know, like, it was just too much for her to handle. And, like, the whole situation in the first place was a lot for her to be mm-hmm. in that situation because he was way more violent. She he was, was a, yeah. She was um, also a was
0: victim a, of, of violence yeah. at that time. And she, she put in own... a lot of,
1: yeah, a lot of mom guilt, you know, feeling bad. She didn't protect me and take care of me. So it was like too much for her to even. So at what age um, thought,
0: I mean, were you then that she started to accept the reality?
1: Yeah, in my 20s, my 20s I think 20s. she finally yeah believed me and she apologized and she still apologizes oh. now um like you know I'm so sorry that I put you in that situation I feel horrible I can't believe
0: but wow. I did that now she's
1: very like apologetic and she'll talk about it and she doesn't want to talk about it but she'll you know try to explain things to me and what happened and and now she's very apologetic but yeah it wasn't until you know I'm in my 20s that she believed me so fast
0: forward to um, the current affairs now. Um, uh, you know, this is um, the trial between the Johnny Depp versus um, Amber Heard. Um, it grips the world. Um, even I'm in Singapore, I read the news every day. Um, you know, the, I mean the news as in you are thrown by the internet through YouTube, to Facebook, and through um, the Instagram that I subscribe to, you know, the commentaries from the internet, trial by public. Um, You know, people are giving their opinions, etc. Now, this is gripping because um, you've got a hyper superstar like Johnny Depp, good-looking, cool, Um, you you know, that Hollywood macho man. And then you've got Amber Heard, like she was voted at one time the perfect face of the world. Um, You know, the dimensions of the structure of her face, you know, at that time. Um, You know, one of the most beautiful uh, women. And and, and tell us in this particular um, trial that it's ongoing every day. Every day we've got new snippets of news coming out. does, does does it bring anything um, to you in terms of historical memories from um, the past? Is there anything that you would like to bring or Anything that you like to further off?
1: So it's interesting, because I'm gonna be honest. I, I wasn't really following like anything of the mm-hmm. trial, but my whole Facebook news feed is full of <laughs> clips. And um, on TikTok, they had it live. So that was for you. So even though Mm -hmm. I had no interest in following this trial, it was like in my face. And what I was seeing was like clips of people making fun of Amber. And it was like very like pro Johnny Depp. And so I was thinking about how men are abused too. So that was my first thing that Mm. came up for me was like, there's a lot of men that are sexually abused and Mm. uh, physically abused, um, in our in America, I don't know how it is in yep. Singapore, yep. but in America, it's like, oh, they make fun of you. Oh, you were beaten by your wife, you know? They kind of brush it off like, oh, you're a man, you know, you're bigger, yeah. um, you know, you're not abused. Yeah. But women are very violent. Like I've seen women being very abusive to men or even men yeah. being abused, you know, stepfathers abusing their, their stepsons mm. or, you know? And yeah. so that's one thing that I think um, is important to bring to light because people think it's all women that are being, um, are being abused. And so um, that was the first thing that I thought of was, wow, well, you know, I thought because based on these few clips that were very probably carefully matriculated was like, oh, wow, Amber is very abusive. Mm. And that's all I thought. But then, because I was preparing for this interview, I went through and I kind of read through some of the things that happened in the trial and um, what happened with Johnny and Amber. And um, it was really interesting because Amber shared her story with the newspaper a few, like five years ago. Mm. And so, Hollywood, everyone had already painted Johnny Depp as an abuser and he lost mm. John. Mm.
0: Um
1: So, there's a lot of things that I didn't know. And I'm just watching these little clips, you know, Amber. Mm um you know went to the bathroom on his bed and amber's making things up and amber was an actress and she she wants attention and so i'm seeing all of all of these things Mm. and so that was the first thing that i wanted to bring up because men are abused as well Mm. i think it's important i think they were both abused i think johnny you know you might people think oh well she wasn't you know beaten or bloody or whatever but you know he was very manipulative, and that is a form of abuse. If you have a partner that's telling you, you know what to wear or making fun of your outfits, or and saying that you
0: look ugly and making you like feel lousy.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's abuse, and people don't see it as abuse because there's so many little things. Because of, mm. you know, parents are like this, right? Our parents tell us these things. Oh, you shouldn't wear yeah, that. Exactly. Forever. And so we think these things are love. Honestly, a lot of people. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah. Um, Like, oh, they care about me. They don't want me to get hurt. So they want me to cover up. You know, we we, we think it's caring, but it's actually control and manipulation. And that is a form of abuse. Yeah,
0: and when you do otherwise, means you are equal to bad. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because in a healthy relationship, your partner yes. will make you feel good, you know? And if there's yeah. something-
0: Affirmation.
1: Yeah, and if they're worried about you, if they're truly concerned about, you know, what you're wearing, then they'll bring it up in a very respectful manner. You know, mm-hmm. honey, I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to mention, you know, your dress, I can see your underwear. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the impression you want to give. You know, there's like nice ways yeah. of saying things, and then there's yeah. ways of saying things where it just shuts you down. And then they
0: exactly, actually-
1: exactly. even jealousy can bring people closer together, but not when it's like, oh, you're sleeping with your coworker and I want to go mm. through your phone. And there's like a tax mm. right? You know difference yeah. between a healthy relationship where, you know, I'm feeling really jealous right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. your coworker is really attractive. And, you know, I'm worried, you know, I see there's like a bond there. I'm worried that something might be there's ways of communicating. But most people aren't taught these ways of communicating. And so they're just in reaction. They feel insecure. They feel upset and then they're triggered and then there's yelling. And and it's all of it is very unhealthy. But it's also very common, and so people don't even realize that it's not So you,
0: you were saying that you wanted to share with us about the Inner Healing Academy and some of the things, subject matter that um, is covered in, in this trial. Would you like to highlight a couple of things?
1: Yeah. So it was really interesting as I was doing this research. I mm-hmm. had I didn't I've never really looked into Johnny Depp's background, but mm-hmm. um, it came up in the trial that his father. Um, it was abused by his mother. Mm. He was talking about how his mom was very uh, um, verbally abusive towards his father and his father was quiet. He never hit her, but the mo- his mom would hit his dad. So he grew up in a household where it was normal for the woman to be a yelling and violent and hitting and smacking man. Amber grew up in a household where her dad was abusing drugs. So for her, it was very normal to grow up in a household with a man that does drugs. And since now you look at Amber and Johnny, Johnny's doing drugs, he's angry, he's erratic, just like her dad. And mm. Johnny's in a relationship where the woman's hitting him, yelling, mm. just like his mother. Mm. So these are the types of things that happen when you don't heal your inner your inner wounds. And and get complete with everything and and realize where your patterns come from and so that's what we do inside of our programs yeah Mm -hmm.
0: you're right because when you talked about patterns it's such a powerful word in this context right and for example when Amber um, you said Amber grew up in an environment where there are drugs uh, lying around because the dad was a drug pusher um, was doing drugs and that seemed normal And when there isn't drugs around, then that seems not normal. And when the the dad is abusive, um, snorting drugs, whatever, and the husband does that, she finds it's a very, she finds that's the place. You know, because it reminded her about childhood, right? And you can't really distinguish the right and the wrong because you are just normalizing it. It's not about right and wrong, now it's about the feeling that, hey, that was it before, then this is it now, so it must be right, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, and what's so it's like a pattern, right?
1: Yeah, and what's interesting you is, you get out of it. Yeah, because yeah, even if you know, like consciously, hey, it's not good to be with someone doing drugs, their behavior is erratic, they're doing these things, because we have a program of what love is, because Mm. it feels like love it feels like the love that we got from our caregivers we can consciously know this isn't healthy right because as little kids we consciously knew it wasn't healthy that our mom was screaming at us Mm. or my mom my dad was like smacking my mom like we Mm. know that's not okay but Mm. that's like in our subconscious that's love to us it feels like yes and yeah. uncertainty or that like yeah yeah because yeah. our brains actually produce drugs they produce dopamine they produce the serotonin they produce different chemicals when we're in these different environments mm. and then we think that that feeling is love mm. even if it's mm. really unhealthy
0: yeah yeah. So. yeah and you are made to believe that's love because that's the only thing you know Right, and If you only see black color and you only think that the world is black in color, the rest of it is not a color. You know, it's like you only believe in a particular pattern and you go to that kind of cycle again and you can't get out. And, and the next question, um, collect this is, um, you know, this is really fascinating um, but it's painful for people who are going through it or have gone through it. Um, but when you go through this um, reading of the news, you know, I wouldn't say news, but I would say the media, social media it comes onto you. Um, uh, does it bring anything in you, your memories, your history, um, any scars before that you had? Well,
1: as I was saying, I didn't really follow it. And I think maybe that's part of why I don't follow okay. these trials. I don't follow the mm. things like this because mm. um, it feels like an invasion of privacy almost. And maybe that's my own stuff, you know, not wanting to talk about it, not wanting everybody to know. And I, so it's like, I don't really follow yeah, yeah, and, and I, I like to bring in general, but
0: yeah, I, I like to bring up this particular um, instance. Um, I don't really follow, but because it's like it's just in your face now. That's the only thing that people are obsessed with. It's almost like the Kim Kardashian dress, you know, it's like the overreporting of something just comes onto you. It kind of like kind of like push everything aside. Um, I have this feeling from from someone who's not in America um you know looking at the news out there and we don't have a lot of abusive news here uh, not a lot you know snippets of it you know things that kind of like drip 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 um um for whatever reason because it's not reported it's just swept under the carpet people accept it whatever it's a cultural thing so it's not that much in your face but when you've got a news like that there's so much in your face through the social media um i have the feeling that um just in general without even knowing their background is but like what i hear or the creation of a. Uh, a uh, feeling that I have got from the social media is yes, let's not trust this woman, whatever she says. Um, whatever she says is just a lie, she's a cheater, she's out there for the money, uh, she's there for the publicity, she wanted to get the top job, she was jealous of her husband's career, um, don't trust her, she's such a fantastic actress. I mean, that's, that's a reinforcement of the news that just comes onto me again and again without knowing the details. Uh, without even knowing their history, their background, I've not even watched their movies. I just know that they are stars, you know, they're celebrities from Hollywood. Um, I kind of feel worried about judgment, guide, or trial by internet. And that's one thing. And number two, about mistrust of women. That is there a kind of subliminal, subliminal um, thing um, about not trusting? or, um, our pe- you know, he's I'm just not trusting women. It's like, okay, she doesn't know a lot of things. She's not educated. Um, whatever th- she says, it's not, that's not gonna make sense. You know, is, is that part of it, um,
1: Colette? Yeah, and you think about any type of abuser. An abuser yeah. is always going to paint the picture that their victim is crazy. And this is just like oh. textbook and so um, it's really interesting because um you know history like there's in america it's like violence against women is just was just common you know men own their wives and if they wanted to beat them you just didn't talk about it because it was a woman's fault they just so say that-,
0: that you deserve that because you broke the glass
1: yeah right and so because but you didn't wake up the children on time yeah, it's so ingrained, I think. And so it's really great, actually, that the Me Too movement happened and so many things are coming out that it's not okay. All of these things that have just been kind of, in you know, close the door. No, don't talk about this. No one's going to know. Even like in, I grew up in the 80s. That's how it was. You know, people were being abused and you just close the door. Nobody talked about it. And so I think it's so important that we keep talking about it. We keep bringing it up because the, the abuser is always going to make the other person look crazy until so you see that in this trial both sides are trying to make the other one look crazy look crazy they had, yeah. yeah they had a psychologist come and evaluate amber but then it turns out that that psychologist that said that amber was like borderline personality disorder like um she diagnosed amber with these things she's not even a clinical she's not even a licensed psychologist she's not registered mm. and so then you they had another psychologist. They tried
0: to just discredit each other. Right. Wow. Exactly. And that's and, what
1: happens.
0: And then you do not know what, what the truth is anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, like like your, yourself, were were there any instance whereby you doubted your own truth? You doubted yourself, like, oh, maybe it's like, it's not that, I'm just making it up. Maybe it's not as bad as I imagine. Does it, does it, has that occurred to you before?
1: Yeah, and that's something that I was told a lot as a child. Oh, wow. You know, like, suck it up, you know, you're fine. Mm. Or my mom would make fun of me when I cried. Oh, you're such a mm. baby, you know. Um, no, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong. You know, let me give mm. you something to cry about. And so I was very, um, like, dismissed. Mm. And so- yes yeah and so even like though i like i even like i justify it like oh yeah i was sexually molested but there's so much worse right there's women that were abused for years there's there's women girls that grew up when they were raped every single day like i didn't have it that bad so it's like that justification of like oh it wasn't that
0: it wasn't that that bad because people had it worse right to kind of like numb yourself right? right um Final two questions. Um, you know, this trial is made public. Um, sometimes in Singapore, um, because you want to protect the women's uh, image and the woman's future privacy or her safety, you don't want to put it out in the public. A lot of uh, a trial in court is actually um, closed door. The does not have access because it's really between the perpetrator and the victim and the outcome of it and and this is put out there into the world and and with even without uh, knowing their background or knowing uh, you know what's the outcome I think the process of it I think it's very damaging um, to both sides you know you've got Johnny Depp um, you know he loses his job and and you will have another you have a woman there who probably is going to lose a lot of Uh, I mean, credibility, uh, image, uh, she's going through a lot of humiliation. Um, The world is like now divided, you know, about her. Um, And how is she going to stand up and face the future to look for a job, for example? Um, I I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Colette?
1: Yeah, and I think that's an important topic because a lot of women don't come forward because they don't want to even see their abuser again. They don't yeah, want to treat true. him before yeah. because then they're going to have to see him and t- talk about yeah. it and say everything that he did. And it that guy is scary. I mean, he abused this woman. Um, so a lot of victims don't come forward just for that reason, even if it wasn't a public thing, even if no one else yeah. knew just for the fact that she's going to have to be in a room with this abuser again, who's now she's traumatized, you know.
0: And you have to relive that in the public, and the whole world knows that you are abused in the worst sense. I mean, um, you know, you know, Amber, her, um, she, she's really been abused in the worst sense, of, uh, Colette. Okay, um, I think we have lost Colette there. Um, we'll, we'll probably have to so have her come on again. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll come back on um, the show um, tomorrow uh, with Colette Laurie Gale- Galea. Um So it's been such a deep uh, thoughts um, ladies and gentlemen.